is NAGP, the podcast where we talk about this week in gaming news. Then we have a topic, and I don't remember the topic. Lionel, what are we talking about tonight? Um, was it characters and like gaming char- like characters and worlds from various games we'd like to see depicted in different uh, genres? Okay, that yeah, should be something special. Uh, then after that, we talk about some game recommendations and just really what we've been playing final thoughts and then yeah we start the show my name is joseph brichette and with me the person who just spoke with that lovely boy loving voice of his lino spoilers joe also my tummy hurts oh it's because of all that boy loving <laughs> Uh, d- yeah. just shut up about the boys love joe okay, okay. all right i need to know about my desires all right and then we have mike hello that a boy all right let's get started first story of the night so this is kind of a follow-up from last week when we had talked about uh oh my god what's the name of the game blanken Blanking, blanking. No Man's Sky. No Man's Sky. Apparently, yeah. when they made that announcement, <laughs> Sean Murray, I believe that's a, his name, yeah. the creator, he got a lot of death threats. I mean, a lot of mm. people are pissed about this, you know, yeah. the game being delayed. We should stuff. clarify, there were rumors that we talked about last week. Mm. And then Jason Schreier at Kotaku, who reported on those rumors... Oh, got death threats as well. Yeah, and then Sean Murray came out on Twitter and announced, "Yeah, it's true. We're moving it two months out." And come at me, dog. And he got death threats. Yeah, this is crazy. I, I know gamers are incredibly passionate about this stuff, but it's just, come on. I mean, in the in the article, they actually the guy on the Uncle Doctor was like he <coughs> showed what one of the people were sending to him, and it's just this yeah. guy. He's just—he's crazy. I just, These aren't gamers. Games. These gamers, are dumbasses. Gamers are 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 maniacs. Really but are. we, when you really think about it, we're so bloated. Like there are so many gamers now. Mm. There's millions yeah. and millions and millions that, you know, a large portion of the, that million is, you know, percentage-wise, it'll be small, but, like, numbers-wise, it's big. The number of people who are just out of their minds or, or just have no filter or yeah. or just young, you know, just kids who don't know what they're saying, you know, probably is some of it, too. Mm. Yeah, and that's for any group of people. It's true, but it, it just feels like... They just people. These people are just so passionate, or feel like they are. <laughs> I don't know. I just wish. I shouldn't say I was shocked. This kind of thing happens all the time when it, when games that people are really looking forward to are uh, mm-hmm. delayed or changed or something. I just didn't know people were that. Ex- I know the game has been getting a lot of like publicity and stuff and talked about a lot, but damn, I did not know it was people. Well, that there's always going to be somebody who's just like eating, sleeping, and breathing this shit. Mm. Remember the Smash Dojo website, Joe? Smash Dojo? Yes! I was I, w- I was doing that. <laughs> yeah. I was constantly hooked on that site as they were releasing yeah. content. You know, I was the same way with No More Heroes. I mean, you know, we all have game. We've all had 
and maybe we'll have games like that again. But mm. uh, the difference here is that uh, when there was delays or anything we didn't like, we didn't send people death threats. <laughs> that's abnormal. Yeah. That's crazy territory. That's yeah. That's and not functioning crazy. Mm. That's batshit. Yeah, I mean the game does look amazing though. So I mean, it's I mean it's still not enough for me to send a death threat, but it does seem like it's going to be a lot of fun. Only crazy people send death threats. Yeah, very, let me just say that. Very and true. Leave it there. Yep. So that happened. Uh, what's the next uh, up on the line? On the line, we're talking about. All right, the next thing up here. Next article by The Verge. HP just officially made backpack VR computers a trend. Oh, now it's fascinating. It's going to be a trend. So, with their they're launching a new Omen line, uh, Omen gaming line, which includes a high-end PC that's also a backpack. It has it? it's backpack, got new, backpack. Pretty much. Oh man, map. The other people, Dora. Anyway, uh, it's this is this is kind of scary because I can imagine people going outside and walking the streets with this on. Mm. With an and getting hit by a car. Yeah. Yeah. So that's what I was thinking at first. I was like, "Why?" But then you get to the bottom, and you and you kind of understand. It's more for people could have like a big arena, mm. and then you strap a backpack on, and then you're in a, and then you have multiple people walking around. Yeah. So you have this big open space to play around in. That's I'm actually really, that actually sounds pretty tight. That that actually kind of like laser tag. And well, I mean, this is it. This is that thing I've been talking about where you combine VR with laser tag, and now you're like, yeah. you're not a bunch of guys chasing each other in the dark. You can like go on a quest and shoot monsters and shit. This is, yeah, and level this is, up. The, this is the holodeck. Yeah. yeah this <laughs> tight. So, w- what's really cool about this, too, is that uh, unlike the, the Oculus Rift, the HTC Vive, it's, it's, since it's room scale type VR, it has lots of cameras and sensors. I'm not sure how that's going to be set up on you if you're gluing cameras to your. I don't know how that's going to work. But um, the fact is that you can set up these cameras, and by having this backpack, it's going to make it really cool because the sensors will create invisible walls all around you. So, if you are outside or whatever, it, will, it can set up boundaries for you so you don't walk out in the street or something. So yeah, that's okay. Which is pretty cool. I mean, that's awesome. I mean, so this could be really neat. Um, Sounds fucking tight. I just hope people are not at the park with this thing on and they're just wandering around. We'll see. There's going to be. Well, I kind of wonder. Like, is is the uh, programming this complex enough to like take some guy trying to jack you for your shoes or your stray dog and make (laughs) them an in-game enemy? It has cameras, so it could project. It could do use like augmented reality or something and project something on their body to make it seem like. Or the camera. Oh my god, that actually could work. So the camera could like uh, the code could kind of like like uh, in Snapchat. How Snapchat does that thing with the the face. It like kind of puts the thing over your face. That same yeah. type of technology can be used inside of a game where it maps stuff on top of a moving object. So it could mm-hmm. yeah. So that person trying to take your shit. It could map up like a, uh, you know, some sort of monster over him. Yeah. Um, don't play this game in Oakland or Compton or Detroit. <laughs> you're going to be like, uh, yeah, the the time from your park to your house. You're going to be like, man, I don't know what the deal is with this game. I fought like seven bosses in a row. <laughs> That's right. There's just blood and shooting everywhere. Yeah, uh, you got like 
like swollen knuckles and blood on your shirt. Yeah, these punches feel so real. It's almost as if I'm really getting hit. Yeah, you're so. wanted wanted by the cops. Yeah. So uh, anyway, this is exciting. Um, I'm glad they're they're making stuff like this. Hopefully, we'll see more of it. That's really cheap. That's like the holodeck. Yeah. Uh, it's probably the first step. Yep. Yep. Uh, what's the next one we have? Uh, Destructoid. Microsoft knocks fifty bucks off the Xbox One now three hundred, and yeah, selling off that excess stock. Yep, considering E three is like two weeks, two weeks away. Yeah, it's like two. Mm-hmm. Mm, yeah, no, a week away. It's like almost a week away. Yep. Wait, it's, I don't know. It's the fourteenth or fifteenth. Yep. It's somewhere around there. Either way, um, I wouldn't actually buy this now because i'm pretty sure they're probably gonna announce something else i would imagine at e3 right and that's why they did this silently Mm -hmm. ahead of time right Mm -hmm. because they're not gonna announce it they're not gonna say hey buy our our new thing and then and then drop hey we discounted this (laughs) uh, but we have this other thing that makes this shitty right so that's 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 true um Yep. I guess. I mean, I, I guess. So I guess now's the time to buy stock in Microsoft. Although, um, I don't know. I feel like Sony might do that, though. I mean, you could, it's not that hard to spin, you know. Mm. So we have these new tiers, and for those of you who don't care about this, here's the lower tier, and we're giving you a discount. Yeah, that's a good. That's a good strategy. You know, you know what? I think a good way for Sony to do that would be um, do that, and then maybe throw a couple of of uh, free games towards the towards the early adopters. You know, mm. kind of make up the difference and apologize a little bit. You know, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Bundle it with Overwatch or something. I don't know or. Who knows? That game's pretty popular right now. Um, well, no, I mean, everyone who already has an, an old PS4. Oh, okay. Yeah. 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 <laughs> <laughs> good point. Um, out of the way, cheap is good. Cheap is always good. Mm-hmm. So, good stuff. Ooh, the next one is by Game Informer. They did a very deep interview. Deep with uh, the Chrono Trigger director, and also he was the director of Final Fantasy IV and VI. I did not know mm. this. That is awesome. That explains... Does that, does that mean he's your man crush, Joe? Oh, I will do anything for him. Anything. <laughs> anything. Would, you, would you kill a man? I can't say that here, Lionel, but yes. Would you blow a man? If he makes another Chrono Trigger, I will do anything. Uh, we finally get Chrono Trigger Resurrection, and then all we hear is some pants unzipped. <laughs> that's, that's and awful. Joe's like, I gotta go take care of something. Ah, that's awful. And you're welcome. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. But um, in this in this interview, uh, basically he was asked if he, if he was up for the task of making... Like, if, if the opportunity came up at, for Square Enix to ask him to make something else like a, an updated version of Chrono Trigger or even a movie or anything or sequels, he would be completely down for doing that. Cause, uh, apparently 
when he was saying that during the process of making Final Fantasy VI, his host, his whole, his whole staff was incredibly his excited. <laughs> that's right, that's right. Joe face for shit. <laughs> Coming soon. But um, but anyway, he just he was saying like he was really excited, not uh, not only just making Chrono Trigger, but also just playing it, and he would be really really happy to, to do a follow up. And I mean, considering that game is just remembered as probably one of the most amazing RPGs ever made, uh, I'm pretty sure people would be more than happy for him to to do that. I know I would. We've already established that I would do pretty much anything, anything. So work them streets. Yeah, so here's hoping something comes out of that and they actually do let him make some sort of game or I mean they had a spiritual successor which was actually it wasn't a spiritual, it was a sequel. It was called Radical Dreamer. It was a text adventure on the Super Nintendo. And it had like short little audio clips here and there, but it was really just all text. It was the wrong genre. Yeah, I mean it was it was okay. It was the kind of like the precursor to Chrono Cross. And Chrono mm-hmm. Cross was kind of a, they say it's a sequel, but it's more kind of like a spiritual successor to it. It's kind of, it's a weird, it's a side story pretty Doesn't, much. Doesn't, yeah, um, is it connected to the world at all, or does it just also feature the time travel mechanic? It's in the same world, but it actually, it's from Radical Dreamers, and Radical Dreamers was just a side story, a bunch of characters from that world. So Okay. Yeah, so, yeah, it's... It's an interesting world. I really like it a lot, and Chrono Cross is a really great game. But um, I, I, I really want just a, like a proper direct sequel using the existing characters. Uh, mm-hmm. That would just make me the happiest boy alive. Oh my! <laughs> I would be so happy. Please make it happen. I will. I will do anything. Joe wished for a sequel to Chrono Trigger. Yes. He wished and hoped and prayed and worked as hard as he could to get to it. Mm. But the world refused to change. So I had to change it <sighs> with my hand. All right, so next one. What we got here? By NewGameNation.com. Talking about that their latest Mighty Nine trailer is really bad. Mighty- it's really bad yeah it's (laughs) not good really bad it's cringeworthy um that sense the old blast processing commercials yeah see so lionel what did you think was bad about it break it down for us It, it felt like it was supposed to be a throwback to the old commercials we saw on tv that were just like totally not with it like it's like, hey, I'm some 90s marketing guy. I'm hip and cool, but I don't actually say anything important. I'm just direct and to the point. Mm. You should play this game because it has this and this and this. Yeah, and it also didn't help that the footage they were showing wasn't... I didn't find it very interesting. In fact, I, it didn't compel me to want to buy the game. It wasn't anything we hadn't already seen. Yeah, so I, I don't know. The more I see of that game and the more they present it, in the way that they are, it just makes me want to buy it less and less, which is well, the, very the disappointing. Thing about that, the thing about that game is it's gameplay. It's all about gameplay. Yeah. You can only do so much outside of showing gameplay. Mm. So, I mean, the the thing that this game needs to do is fucking come out. That, and I really, really, really wish it was in 2D. I, I, I mean, what well, is 2D? Like, the perspective is 2D. 
but it's just like you wish it was old school 2d graphics yes, like sprites yeah the way it looks now with the 3d it costs a lot of money i know it does i know it really does it's just it just it doesn't it looks cheap <laughs> it just doesn't look doesn't look it does great. it looks like an xbox live arcade game from 2007 it, yeah you said it perfectly exactly unfortunately that is that's just really sad uh, i mean his art you know, Inafune's art is amazing, and that's—I mean, it's—I would have loved to see that art, in you know, in, in for Mighty Number no. Nine. But what I, I kind of wonder why he chose to go this direction. Did he ever say? I don't think he did. No. Oh well. <coughs> but you know. Uh. It makes me wonder why not even did they do like cell shading? Yeah. Like, why this? Yeah. That might have been cool. That w- yeah. That would have been way more interesting, actually. Ugh. Well, I mean, again, the game just needs to come out so we can play it and like hmm. put all this stuff behind us and be like, oh, yeah, this is why we like Inafune. Yeah. I, I hope it's I hope it's good. Decent anyway. Um, how much did they say? The, I, f- I forget the price. What was the price? Did they announce that? Well, it's twenty bucks 20 on bucks? Steam. Okay, that's not bad. That's yeah. 20 bucks. Mm. Yeah. All right. Uh, next one here by VG twenty four seven. I did it right this time. Dot uh, com. I don't know why I said dot com. Anyway, uh, PlayStation E three twenty sixteen conference to be broadcast in theaters this year too. <laughs> it's. So you can pretty much head in the theater, and you can watch this on a big old screen. And their conferences usually yeah. last about two hours, so well, that's not bad. That's something to do. You like go out there, be amongst your gaming brethren, and mm. react. Yes. Well, I don't know. Would you want to be in the same room with your with a, with those no no man's sky crazy people? <laughs> Because those uh, well, they're they're like one in what five, ten, fifteen, that's, twenty. That's true. Very good. I mean, if they start acting <laughs> up, they're just gonna get their asses whipped. That's a big margin. I would like to think it was less than that. <laughs> I don't know. That's I, like I ten people in a theater. <laughs> <laughs> and now you got I failed algebra. Well. Um, but yeah, I wanted to, I, I looked into tickets, but I guess I was too late. They were definitely sold out. Oh yeah. I would imagine that's gonna, that would probably went extremely quickly. Mm. Yeah. Would have been nice to see that. I, I would have, I would have checked that out. Um, yeah. I didn't watch the video, the E3 experience. I mean, what were they, is there like any, cause they're also saying here that outside of just watching it in the theater uh, with on the big screen, they're going to be handing out lots of little, I guess, swag and stuff like that. So it is going to be an event. That makes sense. Yeah. yeah. Little I just want to see it on a big screen, but I guess I'll just stream it. Yeah. On PS3 like I do every year. I kind of wish I could get this shit to play in a bar. <laughs> <laughs> I guess I'll just stream it and drink. You're that would be funny. Mm. That would be great. Mm. I'm sure there's maybe bars that do that. That'd be funny. That would be God damn it. What the fuck is this? Oh, shit. Yes. What? 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 Yeah. Oh, what? Okay. What's going on? That'd be great. Oh, 
Oh, in the bar. Oh, we're well, talking hypothetical. Okay. <laughs> I right. thought something was actually happening. Yeah. Now that would be great. Um, I'm probably going to watch it on YouTube because they did a really good job streaming it last year. Um, mm-hmm. Instead of yeah. Twitch. Twitch didn't do a very good job. It kept dying and disconnecting was out of sync with the audio. So mm-hmm. I'm, I'm definitely going to watch it on YouTube. That they did a... Alrighty. Alright, alright, alright. What's your guy here? Oh, this is all... This is probably more you guys from GameRant.com. Street Fighter Five Ibuki? I said that right. Yeah, Ibuki. Oh, yeah. Um, she's, she's joining the fight. I want to say she's a lot bigger in Japan mm. than the States. Um, it's nice seeing more Street Fighter Three characters in there. That being said, I've never been a huge fan of Ibuki. Mm, what's her fighting style? She's very animu. She's a ninja. So, um, well, she has, um, I want to say she's got a lot of uh, projectiles. Um, she can throw shurikens, and she has like a little bomb toss. Um I think she's like a zoning character, like a really weird zoning character. The bomb she throws has a weird delay, so you could like combo into it. Mm. <clears throat> and uh, I want to say she can throw a projectiles midair, so uh, she's got got some mix up in there. Um, she seems like a good character. Why? Why? Why you know likey? Why you know like play as character? Uh, I'm just not a huge fan of the concept. It's like. High school ninja girl. It's super animu ass animu. It's not even terrible. I just mm. never really got into the like her gameplay. I and see. there's other characters from Street Fighter Three I want to see before her. Like like who? Elena and Who's Q. That? Elena is the, Elena is the uh, African capoeira chick. Oh yeah, that's right. I remember her mm. and. Uh, Hugh, he wasn't in four. He wasn't in four. He was just in three, and he's like this guy with a metal mask and a trench coat, and he's hella yeah. fucking weird. Doesn't he stretch or something? He doesn't stretch. He's just like apparently super strong. Like he can stomp and shake the stage, mm. and like does just a whole lot of weird shit. Uh, all of his wind quotes are a whole bunch of question marks and weird symbols. Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> that's weird yeah think uh, think uh, War- Rorschach from Watchmen but with a metal face whoa yeah that's crazy get a trench coat and a hat and what? he's a grappler and he's fucking huge and he's strong like a potato strong like a potato I'm not, strong like a potato I'm not sure what that means <laughs> what does that mean uh, like it's in his Street Fighter 4 story thing okay <laughs> All right. Wait, yeah, wait, wait, wait. One yep, more. Yep. Poison. Poison. Poison is Hugo's manager. She's a character in her own right, and mm. she is a post-op transsexual. What game? What game is she from? Uh, she's from. Well, she was originally from Final Fight. Okay. Uh, same with that. Hugo, but uh, Hugh got ported to Street Fighter in three, and then they made Poison a character in four. But yeah. Didn't they try to like overwrite that or something like that? She wasn't a transsexual. Uh, yeah, there's a bit of a story there. Well, originally, I want to say she was originally just a female character, but like 
uh, when Capcom was Capcom uh, US was trying to port it over, they were like, "Okay, we can't have a woman in here. Like our characters are just going to be punching women in the face. That's not cool." Mm-hmm. And like, no, 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 wait, it's totally cool. No, it's not. No, 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 wait, it's cool. She's not actually a woman. She's a new half. What the fuck is a new half? A new half is a pre-op transsexual. Mm. You know. Uh, we don't know about that. No, guys, it's totally cool. And in some versions, she's in the game, and in some versions, she's not. But, like, her sexuality from that point on became a kind of a dubious topic. And I think eventually they just kind of made it official. Hmm. It had to be post-op. Hmm. Different. (laughs) (laughs) Interesting. Oh, there you go. I did not know that. So it was all because of American censorship? I believe so. Uh that's the story I've heard. Did it uh, did it did her being did her being trans get uh adopted by the Japanese? Uh, I'm pretty sure. Oh, it's interesting. Trans. Uh, mm. Mhm. What were you saying, Joe? I was just asking if Power Stone came back. Would you guys play that? I was I never, never super into Power Stone. I didn't ever played it. Oh. Oh, that was a fun game. I was just wondering. It seems like now it probably might be a good time to bring it back. I It was a great multiplayer. Um, I wouldn't play it serious on my own or even like two-player, but if you got like four people, like three other people to play it with me and involved liquor. Hmm. Even if you just gave me the liquor, I'd be cool. <laughs> Power Stone. All right. Let's. What's next on the agenda? All right, we go. Shaq News from Shaq News. The Division movie gets its star and producer in Jake Gyllenhaal. You loved him in Prince of Persia. Now you get to <laughs> see him in the Division. Do you like it? <laughs> Do you like it? That's funny. God, 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 God. Tom Clancy. Yeah. So, that's Jeb Cables. Didn't you say that you saw Prince of Persia in the theater? Did you? Yeah, and I don't remember a single bit of it. Oh. <laughs> yeah. Mm. Do you remember how you felt about it? Uh, I remember walking out of the theater thinking it was okay. Mm. Mm. How was his acting? I actually like him as an actor a lot. He, he's, he's a cool guy. I mean, he's yeah. amazing. Yes. He's good. I want to say the whole movie was just kind of meh. Ben Kingsley was in that thing also. Mm. <laughs> and we've already established that he will do anything <laughs> as long as there's a craft services table. <laughs> Some free food and something to do. He don't give a shit. He's Ben motherfucking Kingsley. He do what he won't. Yep. Yeah, I mean, uh, I don't have his credits in front of me as far as producing. Um, I mean, that could be that could also mean anything. Mm-hmm. I, was, I was watching something uh, with Kevin Smith the other day, and he was like, "I was credited as a co-executive producer on Goodwill Hunting, and that meant that I gave the script to somebody." <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, it can mean anything. Is if you. Producers are people that make the film happen from giving feedback on on script to just putting some money 
forward. I think they might even they probably probably happens when people, you know, when actors take pay cuts. Right. Um, mm-hmm. They probably get producer credits, mm-hmm. uh, so they can pay other people. But uh, I don't like know if, if he does that all the time. Uh, yeah, because he's Jake, OG. If Jake uh, is involved creatively, then that's cool. I don't know. No, I'm not really sure what else he's been kind of involved in. Uh, but I know he's an amazing actor, and he knows how to pick them. He's been on quite a streak lately. He's just been in a lot of amazing films. Yeah. Uh, and he's an amazing actor. So Yeah, so I'm looking at it right now. He has four producer credits. His first one, I haven't heard of this movie, End of Watch in 2012. End of Watch is... End of Watch is great. Okay. That movie is good. I do need to. What, what's it, really what's it about? I have, n- I have not seen that. So it's actually it's directed by, the movie. It's di- directed by David A. or the guy who's doing Suicide Squad. He oh. did Fury. He, I think, wrote um, Training Day. Oh. Okay. Um, so, so he's he's good. He's sometimes he has things in his movies that I think are weird, but. Mm. Uh, for the most part, he's he's really good. So that's kind of what I'm hoping is going to save Suicide Squad for me. Nice. And uh, uh, it's his direction. So the next movie he was a producer on, Nightcrawler, which was a fucking fantastic movie. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, that shit was creepy as. Yeah. Yeah, it's great. it's great. And so this this one's like I said, these are these are small independent. These are. These are small independent films, so mm-hmm. I'm thinking they're most likely, you know, either pay cuts or getting the scripts into the right hands yeah, or, you probably. know. And, uh, and two upcoming movies, The Man Who Made It Snow, that's been announced, and Stronger, which is in post-production in 2017. I have not heard of that one. Mm-hmm. So, but anyway. An un- un- untitled cult anthology project and something called The Sun. Mm. So, looks like he's getting into producing but who knows what that means yeah uh but he's a incredible talent so now the division i have not played that game neither have i i was hyped like everybody else yeah Uh, when i first saw the trailers and then i saw gameplay and i was like oh maybe i don't care about this Mm. um but uh, the story is pretty intriguing, so if there, it sounds like it's going to be some serious business. I hope. Cool. I hope it's good. Jake G's great. Yeah, it's got the. He can pull it off. He's the man. All right. All right. Next article by Polygon. Fallout 4 mod support for Xbox One is now available, and it's coming out on the PS4. Apparently in June, later on in June. But uh, I remember reading a, a different article than this one, and there were actually some numbers saying that it's the the mod support has actually been doing extremely well. Like people have been like just using it like crazy and making all kinds of cool stuff. Um, yeah, I saw I saw a number on there that or an article that was like that's it's uh, higher than the PC already. That yeah, I was that's. So, that's surprising. <laughs> I was surprised on that one. I'm kind of curious about that because it might be harder to track PC mods uh, mm. than it would be on console. 
because consoles are pretty closed. You can track everything. But a PC, you don't know how many people are going into the back end. And, right. Um, and I'm sure there are mods happening before they release their tools. So, yeah, uh, I don't know. But it's, it's all it seemed place. kind of it seemed kind of like a a generalized statement to me. Yeah, because I mean, there's all I mean, there's Steam. There's like, yeah, you're right. I mean, pe- just people making mods on their own. So there's really no way to track all of that. Um, yeah. Either way, it's. I'm glad they're doing this. I'm glad there even is mod support in consoles now. Yeah, That's I always amazing. talk about yeah. this, but mm-hmm. I remember when they tried to do it with like Unreal Tournament 2000. <laughs> yeah. Fucking, I don't remember. Whenever the PS3 came out. Um, but nobody could afford it. Yeah, nobody could afford a PS3, so nobody modded it. <laughs> but yeah, it did have mod support. Mm. Well, it's nice that it's there. And would be. Oh, I want to know. I wonder how easy it is to actually do all. Okay, well, let me see. How? What's the process for actually creating the mods on the? Is it like a like a special? But, UI or I mean like depends you... on what you want to do. Well, I, I think uh, so. It's called the cre- creation. I, kit. I was actually I don't know. I'm kind of I was kind of a, mm-hmm. I was assuming that the kit was available on PCs and that they just opened it now to to Xbox oh. for downloading of the mods. I don't pretty sure you can't create mods on your Xbox. Okay, I think you're right. It's probably that way. That's how they can get them yeah. all on there. So mm, that makes more sense. Makes more sense. Maybe if they're talking about like downloads of, of users using mm. mods, then yeah, that makes sense. Mm. Um, that a lot of because they probably they might have sold more on consoles. They probably did actually. Mm. I can see that. Mods. So that would make sense. Yeah, it's definitely gonna get people. <laughs> this is like perfect timing. They're cutting the price on the Xbox One, and they're you know they have this modding support in there. So it's just I mean that's like a perfect way to keep the keep people buying. I mean uh, keep people using the console, and to give a reason to buy the console because there's a lot of people who freaking love Fallout like a lot. So mm-hmm. it's good, good timing. Um, all right, next article by Gamma Sutra. And it's video games are evidence we're living in a simulation, says Elon Musk. Mike, break this one down for us. Well, what's what's he saying? What's he talking about? Mm. So basically, he's he's talking about uh, using Moore's law as kind of a way to predict or kind of possibly understand the nature of reality. <laughs> there's there's kind of a lot of theories as to what the hell we are living in is. Mm. Um. Basically, uh, let's see, you see, well, I'll just read a little bit. If you assume any rate of improvement at all, then games will be become indistinguishable, indistinguishable from reality, um, even if that rate of advancement drops by a 1,000 from what it is now. Then you just say, okay, let's imagine it's 10 years in the future, which is or 10,000 years in the future, which is nothing on the evolutionary scale. <laughs> so basically he's saying, if you look at what we have now, you know, uh, we're pretty good at simulating stuff. Uh, it's not perfect, but obviously it's getting better, and we're starting to talk about you know the singularity happening and all this shit. Mm. 
it's when you make the argument that it's actually possible to create or will be possible to create a simulation of everything on the planet, you know, or in, in existence, uh, then you kind of bring up the question, well, if it's possible, then it's possible then that we're already living in one, that mm. it's already happened. That's some matrix stuff right there. So, yeah, it's literally <laughs> it what is. it is. Yeah. Um, I mean, it's with all the crazy advancements happening, I mean, machine learning, AI, virtual reality. I mean, just all this, this, these new technologies coming out. Well, not, well, I mean, they've, they've kind of been around forever, but like just advancements in these areas. It's just, yeah, I, I would not be surprised if we really do get to something similar to what the matrix was, was trying to. Yeah. And I mean, that some, there are scientists that are actually doing tests to mm-hmm. figure out if, if, if we are living in a simulation. Yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. because we don't we don't know. When I've talked yeah. to people about this, and it kind of freaks some people out to think about it. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, just to one day unplug and then it's 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 really interesting. Mm. I don't know. You think about like Assassin's Creed. Mm. The, the the idea that that people have created an historical simulation. Uh, with real people that you can influence, uh, I know it's weird. We're all gonna wake up one day. And we're gonna we're gonna see the truth. Mm. Are you ready for that, Lionel? Are you prepared? Yeah. Um, I don't know. For the real reality. That's the other thing. Like, like what the fuck happens if we do figure out that we're in a simulation? Then what? Then, um, then, how do we do? We try and lock contact. Your doors. Do we from what? But do we do we like try and make contact with the people who are observing us and be like, "Hey, why not talk to us?" Oh God, it's the you Truman know? Show. Just one big Truman Show. Yeah, that's that's disturbing. Well, uh, if, if that's the case, let's hope whoever made us isn't a huge dick. God, that's. That's kind of that's scary to think about, actually. That everything around us, yeah, I don't want to think about that. That's terrifying. Mm. <laughs> uh, that's actually kind of a little unsettling. Yes. Mm. I can see why yeah. that I'm, made your friend. I'm kind of. I want to say I'm kind of indifferent on it, but uh, I guess that varies from day to day. Well, that's good, Lionel. That means you're prepared for it. That when the shock yeah. happens, you won't be really. <laughs> I mean, for me, when I think about it, I just think, you know, it's all relative. Like, if that were the case, for me, since I don't believe in in God or anything, I think it's just like, oh, well, so that's, it doesn't really take away from my day-to-day life. It's like, well, maybe it's a simulation, but then, I don't know, what if, about the fuckers that made us, maybe they're in a simulation too, like. (laughs) So like well, yeah, I want to say I read the, somewhere yeah. a theory about how um, somebody stating the black holes could, like, basically lead the other side of a black hole could lead to another world. In which case, are we the other side of a black hole? And can you, <laughs> like, like maybe this stuff just kind of doubles over onto itself or onto each other or whatever? We might exist, or some version of us might exist beyond. Yeah this mm. we could just be avatars of something else i mean i don't know yeah we don't know, don't know. maybe we're all yeah. yeah 
Maybe we're all for me, the, for me, the thing that matters is I, I exist. I am alive and I exist and I have feelings and I know that they are, they're true to me. So, mm. yep. I, I experience it. So it has value, man. If I found yeah, out that's good. if I was in a simulation, I would just be like, what man, uh, I got to watch some other people. This is crazy. <laughs> I mean, you think about, like, even video games themselves, like, we've spent so much of our time inhabiting mm-hmm. those planes of existence that don't actually exist in bio rights. You, you know, they close when we turn off our machines, but we have memories attached to these things inside of these worlds. We've met people yeah. and some of them. We've had incredible experience and we take them with us. So we're all just one huge game of second life. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, if I find out, let me tell you this much. If I find out we're in a simulation, I am going to like, like rue the fact that I don't exist in a more interesting simulation. It's like, <laughs> why couldn't I be somewhere with magic or crazy ass platforming or like flight and superpowers or, Mm. See, wow. that's the that's the could the the thing they Giant. probably don't want us to they they wouldn't want us to figure out. It's like, oh, they're in a simulation. Now they're going to start making demands to be put in other simulations. <laughs> <laughs> uh, like, give me a giant robot. Yeah. Simulation, simulation. Give me the power to mutate into like a badass superhero. Do it. Do it. I want to hit you. Do it. You guys, you guys remember that uh, episode of Treehouse of Horror? The Simpsons, mm-hmm. when Lisa's science project develops like a civilization. Yeah, yeah, that was good. Right there. <laughs> and they just start they start asking her questions, and one of the guys is just like, "Why am I so fat?" <laughs> uh. <laughs> yeah, people are gonna have some some issues, <laughs> some issues to bring up. <laughs> yeah, who knows have so much power to control all those people man it feel good and, and quite honestly they probably got bored with us a long time ago and walked away from the screen yeah mm, I doubt it we're pretty fascinating that yeah, says you the world. I mean, it is. there's so much going on like if you look at it it's just look at history all of the history that's recorded like that's just insane like we're trying to de- understand ourselves like can you imagine something that doesn't know what it's like to be human trying to understand it's like us when we dig up the dinosaurs it's like what the fuck was this mm-hmm. we're fascinated like oh my god tyrannosaurus rexes actually had lips mm-hmm. you just and tiny the game. Ass arms what the <laughs> fuck did they do with those tiny ass arms what yeah what was the point? Wait, wait, I, I kind of want to go back to the whole lip thing. They really have lips? <laughs> That's what new scientific evidence has Yeah, suggested. they were also giant birds. Wow. Mm. Huh. T-Rex They don't lips. look anywhere near as cool and for really real life than, you know, what gets depicted on TV. Yeah. They had feathers. But the lips, though. I can't get off that. A bird with lips. <laughs> Big, luscious lips for you to kiss, Joe. Oh, Big ass feathers. Uh, as all right. That was 
yep. for you to sleep in. Mm. They're just big love monsters, Joe. Yes, Joe. Get you one of them dinosaur down pillows. Jesus. That's a lot of that's a lot of pillow. A lot of feathers, baby. Yep. Uh Elon Musk is a wise man. A brilliant And your name man. sounds like a deodorant. <laughs> Elon Musk. I never you got a good or, or, or a cologne. Cologne. Would you wear Elon Musk? Elon Lionel? Musk. <laughs> a sense. First you gotta catch him first. Uh, uh, catch the musk from the Elon. Yeah, it's just, it's just this long ass commercial of some half naked guy chasing something through the woods, <laughs> and then he gets into the cave, and it's this woman holding the bottle. Yes, 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 yes. Um. <laughs> hey, Calvin Klein, <laughs> pay me. <laughs> yes. Um, all right. I kind of skipped this article by accident. I don't know how why I did that. Um, so it's by Venture Beat. No, not Venture Beat Joe. Game Game Rant. Rockstar will rest Grand Theft Auto Online franchise. What? Does that mean they're retiring this shit? Wait, wait. I just saw an article before that they did, they just a huge update for GTA Online. You should probably reread that that headline, Joe. Rockstar will rest Game that what? Oh, I, I'm confused. Joe is confused. What's happening here? They're saying when the time comes that. They'll, they'll, you know, eventually. Oh. That on the seventh day, the game will rest. <laughs> if I just would have read the first fucking sentence, I would have. Yeah. Oh, Joe. Ah, oh, jeez. Um, yeah. So, yeah, it's not. When it happens, it happens. I, I didn't even know people were still playing it. I, I thought. I it forgot kinda, about it. Yeah, I thought it kind of died off, but. Uh, some of my clanmates have been. Mm. They they put it on every once in a while. Yeah, I mean they just did like a huge, huge update. There's a trailer for it. Um, there's lots and lots of new content that they just pushed out. So uh, clearly, people are still very vocal about it, as they were saying. Their community is still pretty vocal. Um, that's good though. I mean GTA, good stuff. Do you guys think? They will announce another GTA D three? No, it's way no? too soon. They're what? gonna if they announce anything and yeah. I don't think it will be now, yeah. uh it'll be another Red Dead. Yeah. There's been rumors of that for a while. I mean they're obviously working on it. They yeah. have to be. But uh who knows if they're gonna announce it. Who knows? Who knows? Alright. Last article. This one is by Polygon. Player banned from Pro Tour for sexual harassment incident at tournaments. Lionel, can you? Um, <laughs> I'm I'm what looking happened? at what is supposed to be the incident on camera. It's just a GIF, and I don't see where it's happening. It's a quick. Uh, it's like a like a split second. He quickly just gropes her butt and then walks like as if nothing happened. Like it happens really, really quickly. Did he even touch her? It looks like he faked it. No, he did. It was like just there's a there's a video of it on YouTube, but he just he quickly. It's like it's a quick little like just little. <laughs> yeah. Okay. I'm yeah. I'm seeing it now. And yeah. Joe, I want you to tell me if this noise picks up. Let's see if I can do this without killing myself. <laughs> 
That was my head hitting the desk, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> yeah, it's it's um, this was this was bad, but now it has an extra layer of stupid on top. Like mm. now it looks like it was supposed to be some kind of stupid ass joke, and there's nothing funny about this. Uh, God, dude, seriously, fighting game community had it had it bad enough when that one guy got all thirsty on camera. Ugh. So yeah, yeah, we got some more bad press. That's wonderful. Yeah, so apparently, uh, uh, what's the name of this stupid ass motherfucker? Uh, Noel Brown. Noel Brown. Uh, yeah. Well known uh, player of Marvel versus Capcom. Uh, touched a girl's butt as a tournament was closing out. Mm. And uh, yeah, as as we've mentioned, there's a link to a GIF of it happening on Polygon if you want to check it out. And uh, what is it? The uh, tournament organizers picked up on this, said they did not like that. Capcom found out about it and basically said, "Yeah, you're banned from this tournament." And from that, from there. The folks at Evo, the big fighting game tournament, big annual fighting game tournament, the fighting game tournament, basically said, yeah, you're out too. Maybe we'll talk to you again in 2018. Mm. But it ain't likely. You're done fucked up, son. I don't know why he even did this. I mean, like, what? I mean, why? looking at why? what he did in the GIF, it seemed like it was supposed to be funny. That's not funny. Because, like, well, I mean, like, the movement. Yeah. Because, you know, it looks like sort of like you stand behind someone and you act like you're going to hit them and then you look away. Like, mm. they, they look around like, oh, what was that? Nothing. Uh, you know? He definitely pinched her ass. Yeah. <laughs> so, see, yeah. I didn't see a pinch. It looked like he kind of came at her with an open hand, tapped the open hand against her, and then just kind of turned and looked away like, oh, I didn't do nothing. Uh, he definitely does a pinch. Yeah, and then he sort of looks around like oh you know i mean he, he had to have known this was gonna happen i mean come on there are cameras I don't think he event. did know he i don't know <laughs> i mean it's it's a big event there's gonna be well let's, watching let's, that's well let's let's, let's let's let me get on one thing here that's fucking stupid what the let's fuck do it. you get out of a pinch like that's why i think he had to think it was funny or some shit because it's not like if you're getting wood off of that, you've got problems. Mm. And another, and you know, also, you, it, it, no, don't. That's that's stupid. Like roping people, touching people. That's yeah. Get 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 a fucking cooker, kid. That's right. This right. fucking well, let's just uh, get help. I, I missed all that because I I dropped. But basically, <laughs> this guy's. Uh, it's a certain personality type, right? Mm. So this guy's mm. got a history. It's kind of laid out in the article. He's oh, pretty yeah. aggressive and can't really control himself. Yeah, there's a video of him straight up assaulting a guy yeah. in a tournament. Just, just, just wailing on the poor kid, too. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> he was arrested again, like, after that initial assault for a rolling up on his ex. In an apartment, trying in an apartment in a in a hotel, trying to get down with somebody else, and yeah, mm, sounds ended like busted yeah, ended up, ended up ended up hitting his ex in the face. She had a bloody nose and shit. Right. Uh, yeah, this this yeah. Uh, 
Mm. Doesn't sound like things are okay upstairs. <laughs> no. Oh. Yeah. I don't know. Ass whooping. Mm. Yeah. Piping hot. Fresh out the oven. Made with 100% pure whoop ass. Yeah. Yeah, I know you, you like to, you don't like to, I mean, well, obviously you're not saying that this is, it's not indicative of the whole community, and obviously Capcom and everybody has come, come out against this sort of thing, which is good, but I don't know, I was just thinking about this a lot, it's like, if, if tempers are going to fly in, in any, any place, just in general, like you know how heated we both get. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we, <laughs> we are play fighting um, games. Well, yeah, but we're not like yelling at each other. We're like screaming yeah, into the I void know. our frustration at ourselves. I know, but it's like it's the only kind of genre where performance on screen is kind of tied to physical performance, and it requires you going into a a certain place in your brain. You know, uh, it's a. Uh, it's not quite fight or flight, but it's like, you know, it awakens something. And it's easy to get caught up in it and to get mm-hmm. mad at yourself for physical mistakes. And, mm-hmm. you know, and you can see yeah. that's probably what was happening. And, you know, if someone's – it looked like in that one video that this dude was, like, laughing at this dude or, like, clowning on him or something. There's no yeah, idea, but – What I saw um... – some guy like uh, he he kind of moves forward a bit and points at the screen and then turn and like yeah. handshake somebody. Like I'm kind of wondering if it was like, <laughs> see, I told you he was going to drop that combo. Yeah, you was right. Yeah. Handshake yeah. and then he runs back and attacks him. Yeah. So it's these situations are unique where you're taking the kind of the most heated type of game and you're you're putting a bunch of people in a room together. Um, yeah. And usually it's fine, but mm-hmm. you are going to have people, certain people, kind of drawn to the that sort of uh, of game. You know what I mean? Well, um, yes and no. You're going to find those people everywhere. I don't think necessarily hostile people are specifically going to be drawn to fighting games, and if they are, I mean, I, I think this is this is. Not necessarily hostile, but people that are. It's it's a good. It is. It's like sometimes I'll I'll just have to stop because it feels like almost like I was working out or something. Because it's mm-hmm. it is a release. It's definitely a, a genre where you can go to to release. Yeah, yeah. I've I've kind of had some points where like I've uh, spiked some controllers. I've kind of made the point where when I got to got there, I designated a spiking area which had pillows. <laughs> so I didn't break shit. Yeah. Um, and, you know, did, to the opposite end, when I've, like, beaten a boss I've been struggling with, I've, like, made a bit more noise than I probably should. Yeah. Woke people up who were sleeping. Yeah. I mean, yeah, you get really into it. Honestly, it's that way with a lot of, like, action-heavy games. Yeah, it's it's different. I think there's something about it that's... I don't want to say... The crowd is a little more broy, but it, it is a little bit more, more like. Oh, it's it's very. How should I put this? It's very broy, but it's not. Yeah. It's not what? Not douche broy. Yeah, it, it it's definitely. 
Yeah, what is, is Brody? This is, but... this is the high five and fist bump crowd. Yeah, for sure. It's like I know I've I've met a lot of people in that community, and they are like I don't know a lot. What's a very to do thing, you know? Like exactly, right? Yeah. Yeah. And that community is still kind of or that those sort of people struggle the most when it's just like, you know, there are other people that are into this type of thing too that aren't necessarily from the same walks of life as you are, you know. There's mm-hmm. there's quiet nerds, there's there's women who want to be in these things and you know, they, some but, people don't know how to treat women. Yeah, but then the question becomes okay. I mean, and I don't want it to be this. I don't want it to be, okay, who has to kowtow to who here? Like, really, you'd want this to be a, an across-the-board thing. Like, you'd want it to be, okay, you're coming into this new environment. You want to kind of adjust, but at the same time, you want the people in this environment to be accepting. Well, yeah. But, you know, what happened? I mean, this, yeah. this, and this it- is... I refer to these as growing pains in that, you know, there's going to be some uncomfortable moments. There's going to be some weird stuff, but like this guy's on a whole other level. Yeah. Mm. This guy's going on his own shit, his own messed up in need of psychiatric help shit. Yeah, he is. And I'm glad that that Capcom and Eva were pretty quick to say no yeah. like no you can't do this shit you know? mm-hmm. well I'm surprised he got back in after assaulting a guy Jesus Christ yeah after those other incidents you'd kind of think that this might be like the third strike really but uh you done fucked up son yeah are there any uh are there any top female players in Street um, Fighter I can think of two off the top Evo. of my head uh, one's a chick by the name of Zero Chan, and another is a Dalsim player called Guilty. Hmm. That's nice. That Guilty's kind of awkward. That there are some. What characters do they use? Well, Guilty uses Dalsim in SF5, and I want to say the last time I saw, saw Zero Chan in anything, she was playing like Virtual Fighter 5 using. Leona, or I can't remember what the name of that black chick is. <laughs> hmm. Hmm. I know they play other shit. Vanessa, yeah, yeah, yeah. I want to say that's the case. I might be remembering it wrong. Patrol fighter. Um, no, no. The last time I saw her, she was. I don't think she was playing. I think she was actually doing commentary for a Virtual Fighter Five uh, tournament. Hmm. I was watching a stream, but that was years ago. Uh, I'm. I'm. A, fan but i'm kind of like on the outskirts of it i'm i I know these these people more through like tutorials and the murmurings of like shows i listen to where people are a bit more into the scene Mm. yeah i know i've i'm not i'm definitely it's, it's something I've uh, something I'd like to like experience first it's something i could i could never find um yeah for some reason, yeah. it's just I didn't run with the right people. But I don't know. When I think of all the people that I've known who've been into fighting games, it's always it's a, a big portion of is people of color. I've noticed. Yeah. Oh yeah. There's a lot of um. I want to say a lot of black. Uh, 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 black it, people. It has, 
Hispanic, Asian. Yeah. 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 Asian, like Samoans, uh, Filipinos. Uh, I want to say. There's actually a player called Filipino, Filipino champ. I can't remember what the fuck I was going to say. That shit. Sorry. Sorry. Mm. But yeah, that that was something I noticed a long time ago when I saw an episode of like Cribs, and I think Snoop or something had like a, a car, and in the back seats they had TVs in, in like the seats, and you could, and they had Tekken Four playing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, uh, oh right, I was gonna say I, I don't know. I think it has kind of a something to do with a fascination with boxing you know something like that because uh, it, it is t- fighting games are very much tied to like something that's considered a sport you know almost. yeah um i want to say it's also the arcade scene yeah when i just the arcade scene i think you can can attribute a lot of it to street fighter and just the fact that you could find street fighter machines and 7-elevens and <laughs> various other like i want to say where i used to live not where i used to live in ninth street but like a place i used to pass on my uh walk from school i would uh pass this uh liquor store that had a marvel versus capcom and a fatal fury machine in it yeah you know i guess it's it's one of those things too where where you know if you're in a poor community um, it's like, what do, you, what do you have, you know? You sit around and play dozens. You can rap and do shit that's cheap, you know, mm-hmm. kick a ball around. You go find an arcade machine. So yeah, it's like play Street Fighter. You can't drop 400 bucks, 200, 300, whatever for this new console. But if you got some change on you, you can go play Street Fighter for a minute. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. And if you get good... You know, you could uh, have challengers pump in quarters for you. <laughs> Play all day. Yeah. yeah. Living the dream. Uh, so let's jump on to the topic. Lionel, since you chose this this one. Oh, okay. Yeah. So what I'm talking about here is, uh, what is it? Characters and worlds from various games we'd like to see in other genres. Mm. And uh, there's a specific game I think of when, in regards to this uh, question, which is, um, I'm not sure if it constitutes a spoiler or not, but uh, The World Ends With You. Uh, Joe, do you remember that, I don't remember when it happened, that part in the game where, well basically the idea behind the game is it takes place in this world's afterlife. And this world's afterlife is... Uh, basically sort of like a survival battle to the death against the uh, Reapers that are also basically DMs. Mm-hmm. They set up these games, uh, can pull from some primordial source monsters for you to fight, give you goals, and if you don't achieve the goals, you die. If you get killed by the monsters, you die. If you don't win the game... You die. But if you win the game, I think you and everyone who's alive up until that point can choose to either move on to a cushier afterlife or be reborn. Well, cushier afterlife, become a reaper, or be reborn. Yep. As well, basically come back to life as yourself. 
And one of the interesting things they said about this is that it's designated by city, and every city has its own game, own setup. And it made me think, okay, what if we get another World Ends With You game and it's not the same gameplay? It's in another city, and now it's an adventure game. It's now a fighting game. It's now, you know, but you find ways to integrate all this same stuff. It would be an interesting way to keep the series going. Um, what was another one I thought of? I can't remember. Um, and, you know, I guess there's some crossover between this and the crossover question. I want to say not quite. Sorry, I'm having brain Dear dog. Here. Cross. <laughs> I heard you like crossovers. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So what we did was yeah. <laughs> um, trying to remember what the other games I was thinking of was. Oh, um, another like uh, Castlevania, for example. Castlevania, the castle in itself is so huge it might as well be its own goddamn country, and the thing's alive. But like one of the things I thought about is you find all these miscellaneous weapons in here, these crazy equipment, these enchanted and cursed items a lot of them have like little stories attached to them and i kind of wonder like you know and some of them are like legendary items and you're like okay are these items dropped by adventurers who got killed by various things because i want to say in a couple of games they established that the belmonts are not the only ones who come into this castle out for dracula's ass they're just the more most powerful i kind of wondered like could you do like a a MMO on this where you know you create a vampire hunter send them into this world this world basically just being Dracula's castle and you know, you know you find items maybe you can even create items and when you die those items get dropped and can get picked up by other people so it'd be like part MMO part roguelike mm. <laughs> um Sorry, I'm kind of blanking on all the stuff I had for this. Uh, Joe, help. So, two two games I definitely thought about that I think if you were to kind of like transfer some some of their different elements together would be, I mean, it was pretty much my favorite RPG Maker game that I made, which would have to be like uh, Pokemon and Monster Rancher mixed together. Which I I named Poke Rancher or something. I forgot the name. I named it, but um, I thought it was Pokemon Rancher. I, I think that's probably what it was. It's been it's been a long time, but essentially you took the the elements of raising Pokemon and um, uh, like you know throwing Pokeballs at them, you know feeding them and stuff like that, and then but you combined the elements and kind of basically the the the, the scenery and the setting of Monster Rancher, where you're on an actual mm-hmm. ranch. And you were you like had like a a whole bunch of monsters kind of like in the like in a barn or wherever mm-hmm. you would, it's basically just a, a ranch and you can yeah. raise them by feeding them mm-hmm. training them like because monster rancher how that's set up is that you basically uh you go to a gym uh and then you can actually do strength training you can do speed training you can do like you can like do I think you give them a quiz or something and it makes them smarter. But yeah. essentially, you would do all of that to your Pokemon to prepare them mm-hmm. for the battle in the in the arena. So yeah, 
it was a uh, deeper too because like there was like a nutritional element yeah. and you also controlled when your monster rested you could reward them for hard work or punish them if they were misbehaving uh you know there was that element of conditioning there yeah um, you could choose whether or not you wanted to, you know, train them to listen to you or just let them go wild and focus on building up their stats. There was oh, yeah. all kinds of stuff attached to, a, you know, Pokemon, which was by and large, catch the thing and make it fight. Exactly. And a lot of um, elements that were in Monster Rancher were also in Pokemon, like breeding is a, mm-hmm. is a huge, huge part of Monster Rancher. Uh, that's just yeah. one of the many things you can do in Pokemon. But I think if you were to take the breeding system of Monster Rancher and apply that to Pokemon, that it, it just, it's a beautiful mix. So it could yeah. be for a very, very fun game, uh, especially if you're into um, pet games, which I, I love pet games and, or simulation <laughs> games. Um, so mm-hmm. um, that I think would be really, really good. Um, another one for me would be mixing uh, Harvest Moon with uh, an MMO type setting, it's, yeah. it's something people have been dying for. Uh, there's actually, um, I think it's only for the PC, but someone actually created a, an online Harvest Moon game. But it's not uh, not Sumi or Marvelous. I forgot which company makes it now, but um, they it's not like sanctioned by them in any way at all. It's a fan based thing. Excuse me, yeah. um, fan made thing. Um, so, but if it was an official thing. I, I that would be the most addictive, just addictive thing ever. It'd be like Farmville, oh, yeah. but not bad. So, well, yeah. Then you add the multiplayer element. You can now trade and trade oh, yeah. with other people. Make maybe make like uh, symbiotic farms. Like like imagine the two of us. You handle the animals. I handle the crops. Right, <laughs> right. Um, and then one last mixed uh, mix of games. Would be combining the um, the Digimon games. There's the Digimon World games. Uh, mm-hmm. That was that was good. But uh, I would love to take the setting of Digimon and then mix it in with the gameplay of uh, of the Metabots uh, Game Boy Advance games, which they were side scrolling um, fight like a basically like arena type battling games. Like you could, it's an RPG. <laughs> you walked around the different towns and you bought pieces mm-hmm. for your your Metabot. But the way the mm-hmm. battles would take place would be it would it would uh, be like a side-scrolling type, like battle arena type thing, and I, that's perfect for Digimon. So I think that would be like a that'd be really fun if those two mm-hmm. came together because I, I love the Metabot games. There, there's a whole bunch of them, and they're really fun. Mm-hmm. So yeah, those are mine. Uh, Mike, you got anything to add? Yeah, well, I was just sitting here thinking for a second. You know, I really some worlds that I would love to revisit. Like, mm-hmm. I think the uh, Shibuya Cho, you know, from Jet Grind Radio, mm-hmm. Jet Set oh, Radio yeah. Futures. Those are they had such amazing characters. Just the end of the Inspector and all the kids. There's such personality. I think it's just a shame we never got like an anime or like an RPG or. Uh, like an RPG, you wouldn't expect, but like uh, just something if, that would let you flesh out that world a little more. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, you could probably s- do like a racing game. <laughs> yeah, even just a yeah. sequel. Mm-hmm. But uh, I don't know. 
What did I say when you brought this up in Gchat? I don't remember. I said some weird I stuff. Don't remember. <laughs> but, uh, I think yeah, we 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 went on the at least one tangent in regards to that. Yeah, um, but I remember when I was younger, um, back in like the Marvel versus Capcom one days, mm-hmm. um, thinking you know how cool it would be to see like Snake in a, in a fighting game like that or just any characters you know mm-hmm. um and now we, we see that a lot more but uh yeah i don't know i used to always plug in my head like what would like fucking this character look like in in a marvel vs. capcom or something mm-hmm. but and even a squad based shooter like a, an rts set in the middle Gear universe would be cool mm-hmm. anything any kind of war genre a game would be interesting in, in that world with so much war. Mm-hmm. Um, it would be neat. But we mm-hmm. lost commanding troops and we didn't really get it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I want to say I remember having a pretty long conversation with you about how much I wanted a uh, MGS MMO. And sort of for the same reasons that you were talking about also just because of like how unique and varied and in some cases batshit crazy the characters in that game were Mm -hmm. kind of like getting to be something like that because Snake he's kind of a I mean he's firearms focused but he's also kind of like a catch all you can dabble in little bits here and little bits there never really specialize to the degree and do a whole lot as out there as some of your bosses. Um, hmm. Yeah. Uh, another conversation we've had a dozen times, Mike, and this is something I've always liked. I've always wanted to see with fighting games in general, but Tekken in particular mm. is what they tried to do with death by degrees which was, uh, you know, take Nina, who's this assassin, and, like, make a game based on that aspect of her character. Like, yeah. I'd love to have a, a, a King-based wrestling game, a uh, Steve mm-hmm. Fox-based boxing sim, uh, Lon Paul beat-em-up. <laughs> yeah, I thought I was going to mention that, too. Like, they have all these crazy professions. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's kind of like how Ninja Guide and DOA are tied together. Like, yeah, it'd be cool to, you know, fucking have a a chef simulator game for law or something. Yeah, yeah. I mean, we got cooking mama. We could get, <laughs> yeah, we can get fighting chef. <laughs> that sounds fun. Uh, what did you guys think of the the Mortal Kombat, uh, like? Free, uh, not Frieza. That's Dragon Ball Z. Um, what's his name? Oh my God, Sub Zero. The Sub Zero, mm-hmm. like his standalone. Oh, mythologies. Yeah, I heard that game was insane and like impossible to play. <laughs> oh, okay. I think I rented it, and I don't think I could get past like. Yeah, there's some impossible platforming in it on top of everything else. Mm. (laughs) um most of the new game i don't know about the new games but i want to say i know deception was it this may have been it may have been deception or something i can't remember which game preceded annihilation Mm. 
but I had Annihilation, and it had a was called like a conquest mode, which was basically like that game, and they kind of fixed it a bit, just like an ongoing story mode featuring an original character, and it was okay. Mm. Like um, Mortal Kombat has such like a rich lore to it. A game like that would be nice. I mean, maybe if you find someone who's like a like a designer with like skill in Hutspot to match, they could do like a like a Western RPG for it and just like build upon that lore and the characters and all that good yeah. stuff. Because that would be yeah. kind of cool. That would be neat. And some, something that was cool that we did get was started to be cool to see like uh, I've talked about this before, but I wanted to see like you be able to skateboard in GTA, and we've kind of got that with like skate. But I also mm-hmm. thought it would be cool to have like first person, and then finally we got that in GTA Five. Uh, does add to the immersion somewhat. Mm. Yeah, uh, it's it's something I'd like to see done because I remember. I lost my shit when I saw like that first screenshot for Metroid Prime <laughs> and saw Samus like highlighting something and like analyzing data and shit like that. And I think after the first time it kind of first game, it kind of veered away from that and focused more on the action. Yeah, like, it was really cool to see the character in that other light. Like, OK, you know, I mean, we've we've seen Samus, Samus, Samus <laughs> is like this like badass alien fighter but now we're getting to see like this explorer and like the high tech elements of the armor we're getting to see the armor from inside now that 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 game was done so well with its uh its sound design it's the atmosphere i mean i actually felt i actually started to feel claustrophobic with some of the parts of that game when i was playing it because Mm -hmm. they they designed the levels it felt it felt really terrifying because it just it was mm-hmm. everything was so close to you and so comp you know uh, compact in this uh, mm-hmm. man it was intense it was very very intense and the, the music the way that it like the tone it set for the game it felt very you felt very alone very like just kind of you're really mm-hmm. you're out there way way out there it's mm-hmm. yeah, isolated yeah, yeah it was it was a great feeling <laughs> but it, it, mm-hmm. it was very what fun to game? play. Uh, uh, Metroid, Prime. Metroid Prime, the first one. Yeah. yeah, it's a beautifully designed game. Yeah, and, and see, it's it's something I like about that, and something I wish designers of these like big franchises would do more often. And it's why I was I was I would always champion the Mega Man games, even though people dumped on them for being pumped out the way they were. Not just because, you know, they'd leave their franchises alone and sort of create another one when they wanted to do something different, but they would do something different. And, you know, they would kind of like let you see these characters, these mechanics in a new light. Mm-hmm. You know, you want to see Mega Man, but with like a more serious bent to it. Oh, okay, we got X. You want to do more of a third person shooter? Um, here you go. We got uh, Legends. Um <laughs> You want to get really gritty ass, grimy and dirty? Here's Mega Man Zero. <laughs> yeah, I mean you can in the the Mega Man, what was it, I think Mega Man Legacy Collection. I I got that mm-hmm. on my 3DS, and 
It's amazing because it has uh, games one through six, I think one through six. Mm-hmm. Uh, that you can play all of it, and it's uh, it's so amazing playing each game. Uh, actually, mm-hmm. playing playing them all backwards. Play them all backwards, and you'll get to see all the changes in the UI and the and the and the like the power ups. What they chose not to do, what they chose to. It's it's really fascinating. Just mm-hmm. seeing all the differences between the games and the powers and the the art design and just mm-hmm. and, and what's really neat about it too is that they they um they when you beat the games they unlock more content so you get like lots of music lots of artwork you get to see their sketches mm-hmm. their concept art and it's just it's like the whole Mega Man experience and you can really take in everything that they were you know how they were thinking about it and you know the design choices it's it's like a fantastic mm-hmm. experience. So it, that, yeah. that's really cool. Yeah. Um, what was I going to say? Yeah, kind of building off the uh, Metroid thing and what I was saying about MGS. It's like a lot of these worlds, they're like, when you make something like really good, really interesting, really just engrossing, you know, yeah, I, I end up wanting to explore it more, but like, be a part of it in some capacity which yeah. is why i kind of default into either the mmo or just some game where i can actually create an avatar and interact with the world right because another game i wanted to do that in was final fantasy 8 specifically the whole <laughs> uh garden weird pseudo military prep school thing where it's like i wanted to be a student there <laughs> Yeah, I'd love to see anything in that world again. Mm-hmm. I love that world so much. I was so sad to leave it when I finally, when the credits rolled. It's one of the few games to do that to me. Mm-hmm. I was just like, damn, it's over. Yeah. <laughs> I can't go back. <laughs> uh, that was a game. Yeah. Sin and, the Both Sin and Punishment games are like that for me. Treasure yeah. made those, right? Oh yeah, I love yeah. Treasure. What the heck are they doing now? Yeah, not a lot, and uh-huh. that's a problem. Yeah. So. Yeah. So I have, I got one more, and this is something that I've, I've wanted for a while now, mm-hmm. and kind of, I kind of get satiated in different ways, but. Um, like the Rocksteady Batman games are great, but I would kind of love to have seen like a I don't know uh, maybe a more grounded, realistic take, like based in the Nolan verse, maybe um, mm-hmm. where uh, the game would be focused more on like hard stealth, um, mm-hmm. and not necessarily even like forced it, but. It, so the Rock City games are very much action games with a few stealth segments mm-hmm. thrown in. Um, and you could, it was more like you would enter an area, you know, you can either take down these guys silently or you can take them down, uh, uh, you know, head on. Um, but there's never an option to just bypass that shit, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and I, I don't know. I, I feel like the feeling that I get when I play Splinter Cell Conviction mm-hmm. is kind of it. Kind of feels like being like you know, 
the Chris Nolan Batman, you know, mm-hmm. you're, you're ghosting people and you're, it's focused on, on, on hiding. Uh, but I, I would like something in between where you can choose how you just, approach it. Yeah. It was just, just more grounded. Mm-hmm. I, I don't know. It's, I don't know. The Rock City games are great and they're great comic book adaptations, but I would have liked to have seen, I feel like we never really got something where, you could be Batman and well, I mean, they came extremely, I mean, they did that, but you know, where you could be it the way you wanted to mm-hmm. sort of could in Rocksteady, but there was, you know, <laughs> and then, and the last one, I was like, you need to drive this car. <laughs> it's just like, no, like, I don't no, want to do this. Drive the car. <laughs> yeah. Just get into but, the car. Uh, but yeah, I don't know. It, uh, I don't know. They made you feel like like Batman in some ways, but it, it never felt like he, you had the tools to be Batman the way you wanted to. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, if that makes sense. Well, I, I kind of see what you mean, and there's like little elements here and there, but they're all kind of like pre-programmed in. Like it's like, okay, if you you can buy this upgrade here, and you can throw the batarang that will signal the guys to go somewhere else, but you can really only do it in the stealth segments. It's not like like you said, you could maybe use that to bypass something, or like one of the things I liked about those stealth segments that I wished I could do throughout the whole game is utilize your means to just terrorize <laughs> you know all the criminals yeah I mean, you could sort probably... of do that in the uh, Batman Begins game mm-hmm. remember well, that yeah, game but again, that was kind of like a pre-programmed element of it yeah like, yeah like it's not like okay how do I tackle this do I you know charge these guys directly do I like scare them do I just bypass it or do I do this this do I do some combination of the two yeah it's always you have to take out all of these guys in some mm-hmm. manner mm-hmm. and the in some manner is where you come yeah. in but you could never just sneak through mm-hmm yeah like it'd be kind of cool to have a game that was like a bit more open to your approach and then also would like reflect in future levels how you approached it like if you went through a level and you were just taking on everybody head on then you know smaller guys we your guys would be like i'm not going anywhere near that guy but then you might have some of the bigger guys like i'm wait i'm ready i'm ready batman yeah and then you know you you do what I do, which is just terrorize the fuck out of these people. And now they're like superstitious. Yeah. It's like he's some monster. He's he's this. He's that. Yeah. And they kind of have that in conviction, where you'd hear them banter and shit, and they would react differently, mm-hmm. which is which is interesting because they those were the guys who uh, worked on that Batman Begins game. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, just something that's feels like open world like one of the things when i when i got my hands on uh the last arkham game mark what the fuck was it called arkham, arkham knight. knight yeah it was you could get the uh one of my favorite shots in batman returns is when he's just like on patrol through the city and it kind of slows down in the batmobile and looks at the penguin in a library 
<laughs> he's just talking talking to Alfred. He's just it's just it's like a day in the life of Batman. He's just doing this. Mm-hmm. Whereas in the game it's always like it's frenetic. It's like if you drive somewhere, there's guys everywhere. You're gonna be running guys down, you're gonna be yeah. there's gonna be explosions, like it's chaos in the city, but you never got this like like what I, I like I, like Spider Man two where you could basically just go on patrol. Yeah. Yeah, it's not even necessarily that like that's a part of it but it's like put me in that world yeah like i want to be in that world and they want to put me in a situation is Mm -hmm. what happened Mm -hmm. like it's just enough for me to make a gotham that that feels alive and i know Mm -hmm. that it's a problem because you know you could there's pedestrians and and you're driving a car so that's an issue you're gonna make the player there's a balance there because Batman doesn't kill, but but still, just the idea of being like you know maybe there's something like like there's a villain you're chasing and you can go to either of these places to like go and look at evidence or gather mm-hmm. resources or something in any order you want or or something like that. I mean, they kind of mm-hmm. do do that, but I don't know. I just feel like I never. I feel like the world was there, but I didn't really like one of the. There's an early sequence in that game where you you play as a cop and you just go into this diner, and there's just people talking, and you can go up and talk to them, and then some events happen. But it, that to me felt like the that was really compelling. Uh, you were ground level in Gotham City, getting to know like the, what was happening with the people there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, it felt alive. Yeah. Yep. Ooh. Okay. Uh, any more things to say on that one, or I think we're uh, no. I'm gonna remember all the ones I came up with after we're done because <laughs> brain hates me. Yeah. Okay. Let's move on to recommendations and slash what you've been playing, Mike. How about you go first? I'm not going first. I just been playing more Doom. That's pretty much it. I finally <laughs> made it to hell, <laughs> and it's they, oh my god! They're just throwing demons and monsters and all these just things at you at once. They basically lock you in an area and they just kind of throw everything at you. And I just finally got the last gun. It's a chain gun. When I got that gun. It felt so. I was like, yes, yes, because the what was great about it was the the the, uh, the music change to fit um, the animation of him kind of like adjusting the gun and preparing to to load it up, and it just oh cool. oh, it was so great. I was just I was in heaven, that and just mowing these ginormous you know creatures from demons from hell down with this thing. It just feels so good. It's just oh, it's just the best. Oh man. It, Doom is like the perfect game to play when you just want to relax and turn your brain off. It's like the absolute most perfect thing. Um, so, uh, besides Doom, I was going to play my PSP, but apparently my little brother dissected the battery and now I got to get a new PSP battery. I, I don't know how he did that. I asked him why he did that and he says, Joe, I was young back then. I don't remember why I did it. And... <laughs> Yeah, that happened. I played some... And I downloaded the Captain America Winter Soldier game. Uh, wait, on the... But, uh... 
on my phone. Oh, okay. Gotcha. It's like a top-down, like, it's not RTS because you can control cap and, mm. like, punch guys, but it's more like auto-punch. It kind of has this cool mechanic where you can swipe the screen, mm. uh, like, swipe the enemies you want to hit, and he'll throw a shield, and it'll, it'll like, bounce and hit all them and shit. Huh. But, uh, yeah, I played it, like, once and never went back to it. It's a mobile <laughs> game. Yeah. That's, does it have, a, like, a couple million downloads, or, or is it not really that? I don't know. I don't uh, check that shit. <laughs> <laughs> it's just downloaded. It's old. Yeah. It's from a couple of years ago when Winter Soldier came out. Oh, it's an old game. All right. Okay. Cool. All right, let's just do the rigmarole thing. Uh, we're going to find your show. Mm. Up your butt and around the corner. Yeah. Uh, my show is called Hyper 90 Psychos Breakdown. Uh, Smith, we have some Captain America shit up for you to listen to. We watched a bunch of stuff. Mm. I mean, jump a cables. Um, I'm on Twitter at Halus. No. <laughs> Hyper Night. No. Wait, yeah, Hyper yes, 90 yes. on Twitter. <laughs> Um, and that's uh, spelled out. Um, but if you search it on Twitter, you'll find it either way. Uh, you can find all of our shows on the Hey Listen Radio Twitter, Google Play, iTunes, SoundCloud. That's uh, all out there. Just look up Hey Listen Radio. I think if you actually type us in at Google, we show up for the first few records so really yeah that's good yep it's the seo stuff is working we're doing it we're making it <laughs> we're finally we're the we're on the top all right uh and then lionel he he he's he, he's gone Still I'll, do my, <laughs> I'll do my impression of him yes please do <laughs> uh, let's see uh what does he say he's like "Eh, if you want to talk to me directly you can find me on twitter at old taku connect he's like and I do a show about anime (laughs) about weeaboo bullshit Uh, you could come and talk to me about how much you hate me and my show uh (laughs) (laughs) Wow. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> I forget. Uh, I'm not sure what's going up this week for old Taku. Uh but it's a it's a really good show. You should listen to it. It is. It's our most popular show. Yeah. We <laughs> And you can find him on Twitter at old Taku Is it old Taku? Is it just old Taku? It's I, old Taku Connect. Killed the full thing. Okay, yeah. All right. Yeah. Yep. Uh, what the f- let me hmm? let me see what uh, it's coming out yeah what was the last episode that he put up Street Fighter no it was not Street Fighter what was it yeah he cut out but he did say to tell you all that he loves you yeah and he uh, just like he loves the children he'll never have oh, oh yeah they're coming yeah yeah, uh, so the one that just posted last week was Gogo 13. 
Was that commentary that he and did? I, yeah, me and him did a commentary track. Nice. We watched GoGo13. I don't remember what was next. <laughs> <laughs> um, Giver? It might be the Giver live action. No, wait. Or the anime, I think. I the Giver anime. Yeah. That's probably it. Yeah. It's good stuff. Yeah. Uh, where, yeah. Okay. Where uh, can we find your black ass? Oh, man. You can find my black, delicious, chocolate candy ass. On Twitter at NAGP Returns, where I talk about a bunch of video game stuff, post anime related things to <laughs> Lionel's Twitter, which he never responds to, but he does eventually someday. Yeah. And, Maybe um, someday. Someday. Um, unless he removed Twitter on his phone. Either way, yeah, that's where you can find. I don't think he ever had it on his phone. No? Uh, well, that's where you can find info about the show. So let's just. Final thoughts. Ah, what we got? What we got? What we got? Um, so. Tonight was a special night. We talked about a lot of really interesting things. Learned some things about each other. The VR backpack thing. I am rather excited about that, actually. And all the stories that will be on Fox News. So, that (laughs) that should be good. Um, Yeah, Mega Man. uh, Mega Man. Mighty Number 9 incredibly disappointed i hope that game is actually fun i really 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 do but um yeah that's all i got what do you got mike we got i don't know <laughs> it, it is pretty it's like fucking I, I'm, it's tired i'm just looking at uh, uh i'm thirsty god i need to <laughs> yes, you do. All right, the thirst. This is too bad. He thirsts. He thirsts. Is Lionel still struggling? We're done. Is Lionel still struggling to get things live again? If your question is just is he struggling, then mm. the answer is always yes. <laughs> yeah. In some capacity. Mm. Wouldn't have it any other way, or else he wouldn't be Lionel. 